0: back to the Highest Court Report podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the NRA, or National Rifle Association. It has been in the news as of late uh, for the last year or so. And in the last uh, two years, give or take, a certain New York Attorney General has been at war with the organization, a war of consequence for both New York and the NRA. Anyways, As always, the judicial system will have something to say about that, at some point or another. So, let's get into it. This is episode 12, Thoughts and Prayers. In August 2020, New York Attorney General uh, Letitia James, a Democrat, filed a rather audacious lawsuit against the nation's largest and most powerful gun rights lobby group. CEO Wayne LaPierre, engaged in a ridiculous amount of corruptive behavior within the organization among other things the lawsuit accuses lapierre of spending hundreds of thousands of dollars at least on private charter plans for himself and his extended family accepting lavish gifts from nra vendors and spending over a million dollars in nra funds on personal expenses the list of which includes his golf club membership Although the NRA initially denied the allegations, it filed a tax document with the IRS in uh, November of 2020, admitting it, quote, became aware during 2019 of a significant diversion of its assets, end quote. The tax return also says LaPierre compensated the NRA for $300,000 in travel incidentals. Now, James's lawsuit asks the court to impose several steep penalties on the NRA, including actually dissolving its corporate charter, a sanction that NRA's attorneys have characterized as akin to, quote, the death penalty for a corporation, end quote. The NRA wants to circumvent this consequence and has engaged in some fairly audacious legal maneuverings of its own to strip New York of much of its power over the organization. Now, although the NRA is, by its own accounts, in strong financial shape, and fully capable of paying off its creditors, the organization declared bankruptcy last January. Like all strong and sound organizations always do, right? The primary resolution of the NRA's declaration, many outsiders have deduced, is to cut its formal ties with New York State and reincorporate it in the state of Texas, thus stripping James of much of her authority over the organization. Now, uh, a federal bankruptcy judge has agreed, technically speaking. This was Texas-based Judge Harlan Hale, and he had formally rejected the NRA's attempt to use the bankruptcy courts in this way, ruling that, quote, the NRA did not file the bankruptcy petition in good faith because this filing was not for a purpose intended or sanctioned by the bankruptcy code. Now, if you're confused or you know, frankly, just perturbed by this complicated sort of cacophony of corporate and bankruptcy law, fear not. It is arcane and ridiculous, and I will try to maneuver through it as best I can without too much legal jargon. Now, the bottom line is, though, that the NRA lost the first round of what is likely to be many years of litigation over whether it can actually declare bankruptcy and what sanctions New York's courts can impose upon the group. However, there is a very small chance that all this ends up with the actual dissolution of the NRA. Now, there's a decent possibility that these lawsuits reveal some rather humiliating information about LaPierre and other top officials. The NRA faced several unexpected policy defeats during the Trump administration and it is caught up in another round of litigation with one of its former vendors. More embarrassing news about the gun rights group may discourage people from giving to the NRA in the future. NRA supporters after all typically give to the organization because they agree with its political views not necessarily because they want to help pay for one of LaPierre's trips to the Bahamas. Now, it does seem, if you've been paying attention, I think, um, that there is something a bit odd about the fact that just one state, New York, may have so much authority over a major and really powerful and old interest group like the NRA. Not long after James filed her suit, the usual suspects denounced it as a power grab. Former President Donald Trump accused the radical left New York of trying to destroy the NRA. Now, New York's power over the NRA arises from an unusual quirk of sorts uh, of American corporate law. Although corporations can do business in all 50 states or in foreign countries, new companies are typically chartered by states and are thus bound by the state's corporate laws, not the federal government's. The fact that corporations typically get to choose which state to incorporate in often benefits the companies themselves. More than 60% of the Fortune 500 companies, for example, are incorporated in Delaware. That's because Delaware laws are particularly favorable to these corporations. Also, many corporate lawyers are familiar with Delaware law and Delaware's courts. However, this system also places a disproportionate amount of power in the hands of some states' courts. The large number of companies incorporated in Delaware means that multi-billion dollar corporations And corporate cases of large national importance are often decided by judges appointed by the governor of a tiny state with fewer than a million residents the nra is actually 150 years old indeed it is so old that it was formed in an era when corporations were often created by special acts of state legislature new york's uh, state legislature granted the nra a corporate charter in 1871 and the organization continues to operate under that charter to this day. This means that the NRA is subject to a wide array of New York laws governing corporations formed in that state, including one that permits the state attorney to a uh, state attorney general, excuse me, to bring a lawsuit seeking to quote annul the corporate existence or dissolve a corporation that has acted beyond its capacity or power. End quote under certain circumstances a near corporation may also be dissolved if quote the directors or members in control of the corporation have looted or wasted the corporate assets have perpetrated the corporation solely for their personal benefit or have otherwise acted in an illegal oppressive or fraudulent manner end quote so basically the crux of james's lawsuit against the nra is that lapierre exploited the organization for his financial benefits and the benefit of a close circle of NRA staff, board members, and vendors, and that he did so in violation of his legal duties of uh, care, loyalty, and obedience to the mission of the charity. The suit also claims several other senior NRA leaders regularly ignored, overrode, or otherwise violated the bylaws and internal policies and procedures that they were charged with enforcing in order to divert assets to insiders and favored vendors. So James claims that the NRA has acted beyond its capacity or power by operating not as a legitimate nonprofit corporation that serves its stated mission, but as a kind of personal enrichment machine for a handful of the organization's senior leaders. Now, while it's far from clear that James can convince a court to impose a corporate death penalty on the NRA, her complaint does describe some very serious and malicious allegations against the NRA senior leadership, which stretched for more than literally 100 pages of James's filing. They claim that the NRA misused as much as $64 million over just three years, and they include some genuinely ridiculous claims of self-dealing. LaPierre, for example, is accused of chartering a private flight priced at more than almost $27,000 for his niece and her daughter after they were unable to catch a commercial flight to an NRA event. The NRA allegedly paid more than $500,000 to fly LaPierre and his family to the Bahamas on at least eight different occasions, where LaPierre often stayed on a 108-foot yacht owned by one of the NRA's largest vendors as well as nearly $600,000 over five years for consulting services provided by LaPierre's wife, executive assistant. The NRA also purportedly agreed to pay LaPierre a simply ridiculous amount of money if he retired or was not reappointed as the organization's CEO. So much money, in fact, that his annual compensation would have actually increased should he left. Then there's the uh, Ackerman-McQueen segment, but that takes far too long to discuss. It's, but definitely take the time to Google that. There's some really fun stuff in there. Now, in October, the NRA filed a lawsuit against James, uh, James uh, the AG in New York, claiming her investigation of the NRA and subsequent lawsuit violate the Constitution because James intends to obstruct, chill, deter, and retaliate against the NRA's core political speech, which is protected by the First Amendment. That's a direct quote from the lawsuit against James. The NRA states in the suit uh, as well that it has undertaken efforts to improve its internal governance functions up to the present day. Regardless, even if James's allegations are proven, they may not be enough to justify dissolving the NRA in its entirety, but they do suggest the organization is deeply corrupt and may need new management. Now, you may be asking yourself kind of what purpose bankruptcy has here, and we'll go into just a little bit of it because it would take forever to, to try and get into it, and frankly, I don't know a whole lot about it. So I'm going to let a, a little bit more of some uh, some professionals talk it over. Um, now, the purpose of bankruptcy, as the Supreme Court explained uh, in 1934 and since then, uh, in a case, by the way, called Local Loan Co. v. Hunt, Um, The purpose is to, quote, relieve the honest debtor the weight of oppressive indebtedness and permit him to start afresh free from the obligations and responsibilities consequent upon business misfortunes, end quote. The idea is that an organization sometimes takes on debts it cannot afford to pay, whether because of poor business decisions, bad luck, or court decisions ordering it to pay large sums of money, for instance. When this happens, It is normally better to allow the organization to pay off as much of these debts as possible and continue to exist as well as employ some of its workers than to have it simply collapse under the weight of its financial obligations given that bankruptcy exists to relieve debtors from unpayable debts the nra's decision to file bankruptcy is more than a bit odd as hale explained in his opinion dismissing the nra's filing quote the NRA has consistently represented to the court and to its members that it is in its strongest financial condition in years, end quote. Like most large organizations, the NRA does have debts, but there is no indication that it can't pay these debts, nor that it needs a federal bankruptcy court to step in and help manage its finances. So essentially, the NRA is hoping that a bankruptcy court would allow it, to reincorporate in Texas after declaring Chapter 11, thus stripping New York of much of its power over the NRA. And yet, while bankruptcy courts sometimes have significant power to restructure a bankrupt corporation, Hale, the judge, refused to play along with the NRA's nonsense scheme. Uh, While debtors often file bankruptcy because they lose a lawsuit and, as a result, cannot afford to pay what they owe, multiple courts have held that, in Hale's words, quote, a bankruptcy case filed for the purpose of avoiding a regulatory scheme is not filed in good faith and should be dismissed, end quote. So to kind of finish up here, um, I think it's important to kind of address I mean, what's going to happen to the NRA, right? Um, as I aforementioned, it's unlikely it will be fully dissolved, but the NRA did lose the first round in its fight against New York regulators, to be fair. Hale, however, is unlikely to have the final word on whether the NRA's attempt to reorganize as a Texas corporation through bankruptcy will prevail, meaning it's probably going to see an appeal of some kinds. For one thing, the NRA may appeal Hale's decision, as I mentioned, and it is likely that their appeals will ultimately be heard by the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, an extremely conservative court dominated by Bush and Trump appointees. So... It's very possible the NRA will argue its appeal in front of a panel of judges who are very sympathetic to the NRA's mission, and equally unsympathetic to Democratic attorneys general from New York State. Meanwhile, the NRA's general counsel testified that he doesn't expect New York's courts to try James's lawsuit against the NRA until early next year. So, even if the NRA attempts to file bankruptcy in order to reincorporate in Texas fails, it will be a very long time before any New York judge weighs in on James' allegations against the gun rights group. And even if James prevails at the trial, the NRA will likely appeal that decision. What's more, Hale wrote in his opinion that he was not dismissing this case with prejudice, meaning the NRA could potentially file for bankruptcy in Hale's court, though it's unlikely a second filing would accomplish much. All of which is a long way of saying that dissolution of the NRA remains unlikely and is certainly not imminent. Nevertheless, the organization did suffer a significant loss in Hale's court, and James' allegations are very serious. Even if James's lawsuit does not end in the NRA's destruction, it could very well end with significant sanctions against LaPierre and his inner circle. Needless to say, my thoughts and prayers are certainly with the NRA, and I, I do hope that nothing horrible happens to the organization that would render it powerless and bankrupt. That would be a really big shame, I think, for everybody. Um. Anyways, thank you again for joining me. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, stay safe out there. Keep socially distanced. This has been the Highest Court Report.